0: I'm looking at the Today Show, Good Morning America. Everybody's leading with the uh, Cohen recording. It's it's pretty exciting. I mean, Joe doesn't seem excited, but I'm unexcited. A, a secret recording of of the president and their lawyer. How do you not think? Oh, I want to hear that. Well, I was. Oh, I was excited at that point. Then I heard it. <laughs> So, but there's some. Hey, dis- I ordered mustard on this nothing burger. There's no
1: mustard on
0: here. We were playing um uh, a little bit of it earlier, and we'll, then Marshall will have more in his news. But one of the keys is is what is Trump saying right here? Listen,
2: and I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be you some- what? financing? We'll have to pay you. So- no, I'll pay okay. no, 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 no. Okay, so
0: to- on the audio tape right there, according to most of the media I took in, Trump says he can be heard saying, pay with cash. The transcript released by the Trump team, and they released, they got their transcript out, Trump is saying, don't pay with the cash. So, Giuliani says, well, he's clearly saying, don't pay with the cash. And the other channels are saying, he clearly says, pay with cash. Well, there's an important thing after that. Can
1: we hear that part again?
2: No, 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 no. no. I got I have to Pay you so no. no 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 I got
1: none of them. Hey, no 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 hey how are you oh sorry that, that was yeah
2: that, that was yeah. not be... we'll have to pay you so no. No, no 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 I got no oh, hey,
1: no no we'll pay with cash or don't pay with cash but then uh, this is according to the WaPo uh, the Washington Post that are no great friends of Trump they point out the next thing is uh, Cohen says no, no 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 I got it and Trump says check so they're talking about. Either Trump Trump is reacting, again, this is the uh, one of the interpretations in the Washington Post. Cohen's talking about financing it, and Trump says, no, no, we'll pay with cash. And Cohen says, no, I got it, and Trump says, is there a check? Well, what are you talking about financing this, some sort of loan? There's no need for it, is what Trump is saying. Um, a couple of things. Uh... Now, Lanny Davis, who's Cohen's lawyer, who's got a completely different set of priorities, is saying, the only people who use cash are drug dealers and mobsters. This is clearly something untoward.
0: So this is, the, I'm i am going with this theory that Sean mentioned a little bit ago, that Cohen put out something that's not damaging. Cohen's lawyer released something that's not damaging to make it clear, look, we have recordings, it's not a bluff, and we're willing to release them. You know there's stuff on the other recordings that are going to be a problem. So let's start talking Pardon talk behind the scenes. And Cohen's going to get disbarred anyway. He doesn't care about that. No, that's his, his, his yeah, his law career has sailed. Right. Um, uh, I could actually believe that that's what's going on. I'd here. hire him. He seems to be a go-getter. Gets things <laughs> done. He's not a yes! talker. He's a yes, doer. exactly. Right. I got a problem. You handle it. <laughs> right. Forget about um, it. But here's a couple of funny things I like. Julia, this is from the Washington Post article. Giuliani said he spoke to the president Tuesday night and described him as discouraged. <laughs> Yeah. I would be to too. That. You know, if my lawyer, who helps me pay off mistresses, turned out to be secretly recording our phone calls, I'd be discouraged too. As I went to bed at night. Yep. Well, this is a discouraging day. Oh. Um. He's disappointed. His own lawyer recorded him. Yeah. Well, there's reason to be reason to be disappointed in that. Um. Also, I'd forgotten this. This was from the big sixty minutes interview that was so exciting. I'm sorry. One time. more note on that. I'm sure the Donald is just bristling
1: to call some of his friends in the underworld in New York and say, yeah, this is, uh, what does he call himself sometimes? Jim Davis or whatever. Miller? <laughs> John Miller. John Miller. Yeah, yeah that's right. This is uh, John Miller. Uh, Listen, that Michael Cohen fella, it'd uh, be a shame if something terrible happened to him. I don't know, maybe both legs might get broke. I don't know. That'd be terrible, click. I'm sure he's dying to.
0: So they're talking about the McDougal woman in the conversation. There's a picture of her at the time. Lovely there. gal, very oh, attractive. I'd
1: say. Very straight and, teeth. She must uh, really value dental care.
0: And I had forgotten this portion of the which whole smart. McDougal Trump story, which is entertaining. The exposure of the, the September 2016 recording puts new focus on the claims by McDougal, who went public with her allegations. And if you'll remember... Um, after their first encounter, Trump attempted to give her money. <laughs> oh, right! And she said, "No, I, no, yeah, yeah. no, I like watching Shark Week with you." And yeah. uh, and they ended up having a full year on affair. And he thought, "Geez, you're awful young and hot." To uh, okay, I think <laughs> Sh-
1: Shark Week was uh,
0: Stormy Daniels. Was that? Wasn't okay, it? Okay, I'm conflating. He actually got out his checkbook or his wallet or something yeah, after they let's had see. sex. And, would 10 uh, grand be. So how, mu- how much what? is that? How much is what? You're not like those other gals. I'm into you. Or wow, in, you're trying to pay me? You, that, oh, would, boy. That, would, that would doom a lot of relationships, but it sent them would off it? on the course of love. Is that offensive to some women? <laughs> Implying they're a prostitute? <laughs> this whole time I assumed you were a whore. <laughs> Turns out you're
1: not. Well, that's hilarious. No, I'm not. So when can we get together again? <laughs> <laughs> Which is apparently what
0: happened. As Joe just described. Right. It seems a little unlikely. A
1: whore! You thought <laughs> oh, it was a whore! You are so silly, Donald. What a hilarious misunderstanding. Oh, we'll
0: tell our grandkids
1: about this. <laughs> our what? <laughs> <laughs> ah, brother. Transition music, Michael. We can't go on like this. Nice. Ah, that's funny. Nice palate cleanser. It's like a piece of gum after a meal. Well, this is a beautiful story on a number of different levels. First of all, it is shocking and then the sort of thing you tell your friends about. The second, it is so Portlandia, it is exquisite. One Lauren Taylor of Ashland, Oregon. I love Ashland. It's beautiful. Posted on Facebook, uh, this is wild. There's a mountain lion in our living room. Honest to gad. She got some sort of fountain or pond near the back uh, door of her house. The animal was uh, taking a sip of water, then wandered in because the back door was open. She has a lot of plants and stuff like that. A housemate shouted after seeing the animal. And uh, Miss Taylor said the cougar was agitated, tried to leave through a closed window before hiding behind the sofa. When Taylor went to check on the animal a bit later, she found it asleep. Here's where it gets great.
0: Isn't that cute?
1: So she puts out, this is, this is a carnivorous beast that could rip your face off and chew your legs clear up to your groin without breaking a sweat. It's a vicious, vicious beast. But she posts on Facebook, this is wild. There's a mountain lion in our living room loving her to peace so she'll go out safely. Lauren said she, when she found a lion in her living room, she relied on, quote, frequency and attunement. Does she get eaten in the end?
0: I'm kind of rooting for her to end uh, up yeah, getting eaten. I think we all are. <laughs>
1: She relied on, quote, frequency and attunement and feline-speak eye-blinking and telepathy to calm the animal and safely guide it out after it took a six-hour nap behind the couch. Man, it was the Joe Getty of mountain lions.
0: Hmm. That I was about to say, she didn't call authorities, but you call authorities, they're probably going to kill the damn thing. They might Uh, tranquilize it. I don't know. Although, which I home. which I wouldn't be cool with. I might get out of the house and leave the door open and hope it leaves on its own. I would get out of the house like through a closed window. Oh yeah, in yeah, a big hurry. No, right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't try to communicate with feline eye blinking. Is that a talent she ha- just happened to have already, or did she invent that on the spot? She found a lion asleep. Quote: When I made noise, Ooh. she woke up. Did she start singing the song <laughs> he
1: in my apartment, my big apartment. Mountain
0: lion sleep two nights. How do you not sing that song if you got a lion sleeping in your living room? <laughs> She's a fool.
1: <laughs> Here's a direct quote, Jack. When I made noise, she woke up and looked startled. So I consciously raised my frequency, gazed lovingly into her eyes, and communicated using feline speak eye blinking to calm her. It was amazing to realize that this worked. I gazed lovingly,
0: then blinked hard, and then she did it back. Yeah, I'm Then trying to, she went back to sleep. I'm trying to picture what she looks like while she's doing that. I'm thinking the lion backed out slowly. I'm just going to get out of here well, now. Well, you go ahead and enjoy your day. This bitch is too crazy to eat.
1: <laughs> I'm a little worried. She roused and knew just what to do, walking out through the open doors, through the yard, across the creek, and through the empty field behind us, exactly as we had shown her through her eye blinking and telepathy may she stay safely in the hills to enjoy a long life as a wild and healthy lion
0: now the, the animal beast probably did have the ability to pick up on the fact that she wasn't being threatening or i'll grant you that you know yeah <laughs>
1: right That, that well, was the, mine. you know i just ate a beaver out back i'm full this chick doesn't appear to be dangerous i'm comfortable i'm going back to sleep She's cuckoo. I'm out of here. Uh, On the other hand, uh, uh, Lauren Taylor of beautiful Ashland, Oregon, number one, if you decide to sell your property, it sounds fantastic. Give me a call. I might be interested. Uh, And and secondly, Lauren, you might want to Google Timothy Treadway or alternately, Grizzly Man. It's a delightful and really hilarious documentary about a guy who thought he could blink and get all telepathy-like with grizzly bears. And the ending will knock your socks off. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, that story could have had a different ending. They could have just found uh, pieces of her, and we would have never known I I think
1: I think this is a real, one or the other, this is a real binary choice. Were you kind of hoping she got eaten by the lion, or are you really glad everybody's okay?
0: I'm not really hoping she's eaten by the lion, But but a little bit. Well, and th- that would be the uh, the arc of the universe bending toward justice. <laughs> See, Stop. I think that makes you a bad person. <laughs> and me as well. <laughs> Stories like this certainly make it more likely that more people get at by yeah. lions yeah. In, the, in the future. Yeah. She's got to go on a speaking tour. She comes up with some clever name for oh, her motivational
1: yes. speech. Yes.
0: Staring, some five-letter st- acronym. Staring down the line of life or something like that. <laughs> oh, nice. How Raising Your Frequency Can Tame the Beast. Yeah, Thank exactly. you for coming right. to my TED Talk, everybody. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Wow. Perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the TED Talk. <laughs> you know, they say God
1: protects fools and drunks. There may yeah. be something to that.
0: The fact that she didn't apparently feel fear or anything like that could have saved her. She didn't get the F out the house. That's point number one to me. She didn't sing this song. So the chance of a lifetime. Point number two. The chance of a lifetime. You want to go viral? Sing this with a lion sleeping next to you. Her, yeah.
1: her roommate, exactly. meanwhile,
0: has fully urinated in
1: her pants and probably wouldn't get the joke. Why are you singing? Why are you singing? No, listen to the words. Listen to the words.
0: You, Why are you singing? There's a lion in her house. You turn your phone around and get a selfie video with your face down next to the sleeping lion. <laughs>
2: sleeves. That
0: that's, is the video of the day. That's 10 million views. Guaranteed. <laughs> that's a lot of clicks. YouTube fame. Tell <laughs> the thing. Choose your face off. Does the Cohen tape mean anything to you? Our text line is four one five two nine five kftc 415-295-KFTC 415-295-KFTC You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I assume Marshall's going to have some more choice tidbits from the Cohen tape that was released today. There aren't any. Well, isn't that like four minutes long, you told me? I've only heard the same 30 seconds over and over again. What's the other three and a half minutes? Uh, I can tell you how it struck me, but it was interesting to hear a a mogul
1: wheeling and dealing and dealing with a bunch of things in in succession. There wasn't much there. To me, I took it away. Oh, wow, that's what a meeting with Trump sounds like.
0: I think it's interesting that uh, the Today Show spent... It appeared to me as much time on the fact that Ivanka Trump has canceled her clothing line as they did on the Cohen tape. Yeah, it's getting a lot of attention. Why?
2: Because I... she's hot.
0: Well, I
1: think it. <laughs> it well, it. This is an excuse to show her. Yeah, lovely gal. Um, it's also if you're uh, critical of Trump, it's a great opportunity to uh, talk about the conflicts of interest that are inherent in okay. a a gigantic family business...
0: What well, hasn't helped him on having this ...having
1: the White House, hasn't which is admittedly complicated. Yeah.
0: There was a tweet from Trump, boy, a week or so ago, when he was at his golf course in Scotland that I thought was over the line. Mm. Uh, did you see that one? Yeah, I think so, but... Here I am at beautiful, whatever the name of the golf Turnbur- course is. Trump Turnberry. Boy, is it beautiful here. Just fantastic and like a picture. And I thought, that's just plain an advertisement for your golf course, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> that's just saying. This is just you, that's people- where he
1: was. Yeah, It's a, a lovely landscape. Scotland, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I will tell you this. I think having a business guy in the White House is a really good thing. Maybe not this business guy, but in general, a business guy. And to say that somebody with a business they've built, maybe a family business, an ongoing business, can never occupy the White House because of the inherent conflicts of interest, I don't think we want that. But I will grant you, it's a little complicated. It's a little weird. I think the whole Trump Hotel thing, people are making much ado about nothing. Um, But I get their argument. It's not wholly without merit.
0: Uh, But anyway, Marshall's got more of that coming up in his news, I assume. Hey, are you on the lookout for the uh, Uber vomit fraud problem that has been going on? I'm familiar with the world of vomiting in an Uber. I've talked to
1: several Uber drivers about it, but no, not the fraud.
0: You couldn't catch me in this at this point in my life? Although it's difficult to fight, but back in the day it had been very easy. Are people selling fraudulent vomit? (laughs) Um, So apparently there's a certain number of Uber drivers. I don't know how many are doing it but they will uh, you will be informed hours or days after your ride that an adjustment has been made to the cost of your ride you know oh, they got okay. your credit card information or whatever uh because you vomited in the car and it's going to cost somewhere between 80 and 150 dollars to clean the car um and in uh, many cases people are saying i didn't vomit in the car um so i they're either taking advantage of people that are hammered and might not remember. Might not remember because you could have hit me with that, and I'd have thought I pretty sure I didn't. But God boy, one of the guys we were with could have. I suppose.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've talked to a couple drivers because there is. There's the big adjustment which goes to the driver for, um, for cleaning out the car because it's it's human waste. It's a hazmat thing, so you have to go through this whole protocol of cleaning out your car. I wouldn't, but you probably should. Well, yeah. Plus, there's the the odor issue. Um, but then a couple of guys, one guy in particular I talked to, he uh, was bringing his, his fare back to the Tony suburbs of San Diego, a uh, rich couple, and she was just out of her mind, incoherent. He had, like, pick her up and help walk her places, and she unleashed all over the car, Ew. and and the guy said, hang on, he went inside, he got a couple of hundred bucks He brought it out. Plus, there was a fare adjustment. Then the next day, he wired him another 250. He felt so bad about it. And we were joking back and forth that, you know, I'd be tempted to like, like jerk back and forth if I got drunks in the back to try to make him puke if I'm going to make 600 bucks every time it happens.
0: But so there are a number of people that say, hey, I wasn't drunk. And they found a way to prove it. Either they, they, they didn't take a ride that time of night, they weren't even there, or. I don't drink, and then you got to get some people to verify that and Mm. all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, you get a a group of three, four drunk chicks or drunk dudes that are hammered at 3 o'clock in the morning, the bars are closed and that sort of stuff, it'd be pretty easy to claim one of them threw up, and who's going to say that Jimmy didn't throw up? Right. We were all having a good time, right? And you hit him with the extra bill. So apparently, that that fraud can happen. Watch out for it. I'm rolling up the windows. I'm turning up the heat
1: and jerking the car back and forth till somebody heaves.
0: I'm past the point in my life where I'm ever in an Uber at two thirty in the morning. So,
1: you're not going to get great ratings if you do that very often. I guess
0: huh. swerving to make people throw up. <laughs> yes. So you can overcharge them five stars tonight. Keep it really hot in there. Exactly. Maybe have an open can of tuna fish. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. <laughs> Wow. And you go or around just the- like
1: really, really strong cardio deodorizer. One of those like suffocatingly sweet smells. that make me, It's about to make me give now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of those car deodorizers are the worst scent ever. Like it's the most unappealing smell I can imagine. It's disgusting. Worst u- u- Uber <sighs> ride I ever had. This does not that smell the, like yeah. any pine tree I've ever been around. Ugh. Phew. So Marshall do you have more from the Cohen tape coming up oh
3: I got more shocking segments from the secret <laughs> Cohen tape coming up we Indeed. might have to
0: rerun my disclaimer
3: can
1: somebody grab that and isolate it because I don't have the energy to do it again
3: <laughs> I don't know how
0: shocking it is but it is uh, the president not knowing he's being recorded yeah
3: and we want to get to that new report about the end of children playing outside oh, yeah.
0: yeah I do want to yep. hear that. that that trend has been you know been going that direction for a long long time.
3: Plus,
1: how about this? In the great state of corrupt California, a guy getting $300,000 a year to just drive an official around.
0: Wow. Those kind of stories will make you sick and throw up in your Uber. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> So We're gonna to talk to David Drucker we like him of the Washington Examiner coming up. The most important thing going on in America right now is not uh, paying off porn stars. It's not um, it's not whether or not he stood up to Putin or not really any of that stuff. it's this whole tariff thing.
1: Yeah the trade wars deal, uh, its effect on American workers, uh, whether there's a strategy if it'll bear fruit that's a huge question
0: whether it'll work or not and then this whole giant farm bailout that Trump talked about yesterday, Well, Republicans behind the scenes apparently are okay with that, even though they're grumbling to the the cameras. David Drucker will tell us about that coming up. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Uh,
3: CNN, as you know, making public one of the secret recordings made by Donald Trump's private lawyer, Michael Cohen, where they apparently were discussing payments to keep a former Playboy model's story about an alleged affair with Trump quiet. And there were some other revealing moments in a meeting with a mogul.
2: So we got served from the New York Times, I told you this regarding, to unseal the divorce papers with Ivana. Um, We're fighting it. Uh, Kasowitz is going to... never be able to get Never. Never. Cashless doesn't they'll ever be able. They don't have a Give me legitimate purpose. They don't have a legitimate purpose. So a, a woman that doesn't want them, correct Correct. Right. So so, yes, it. and it's all been going for a while. For about two, three weeks now. All you have to do is delay it for even after that, it's not gonna ever be opened. There's no there's no purpose for it. Um I told you about Charleston. There you um, go. Some other sh- revealing details.
3: So
0: Trump yells, Get me a Coke, please. Yeah. And I heard uh, lawyers, This is, you, you turn on the cable news channels, you can get people with impressive law degrees that disagree 180 degrees on things. But one lawyer said, Trump yelling for a Cope means there's somebody else there, means there is no lawyer-client privilege. If there's someone else involved, if there's someone else to hear it, you no longer have lawyer-client right. privilege. All right, that's, that's cable newsy stuff. A different lawyer said... Somebody walking in to give the president a Coke does not destroy lawyer-client privilege. Yes, it does. Yeah, exactly. So what do well, I know? And, and he obviously <laughs> shouted
1: it, which suggests they're not with an ear-effing shot. Boy, I, I hate here, cable have, news. I have
0: tape here of Trump shouting <laughs> oh. regularly. He shouts all the time. <laughs> I despise Whether people are oh, close or not. Please,
1: I tell you what, I, I am turning in my First Amendment card. He has an inter- I want the government to shut
0: down cable news. <laughs> in her ear malfunction, he doesn't actually know when he's yelling or when he's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> It, We've, we got a uh, person in here with the... the it's ap- called
1: Joe Getty syndrome. <laughs> no, it's not!
0: <laughs> People who don't understand how much they shout. We have a scientist in here, and he was able to tell from the decibel level it would appear that the person getting the Coke was no more than 12 feet away okay. based on the volume of Trump's voice. You're 20 you're, feet, at least.
3: You're killing me with this. <laughs> killing and, me. And in another section of the tape, you can hear a woman's voice. It sounds like perhaps a secretary, maybe yeah, writing some transcripts. So does that destroy the, I don't, the attorney? Well, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, the reason that yeah.
0: that's the thing is then Cohen can't release these tapes. He'd be violating something. Right. But
3: then he's in trouble. What's that got to do with the well, president? He'll get disbarred. Yeah. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Want, to, uh, want to bring you up to date. The raging Ferguson fire in uh, Mariposa County in California is forcing the closure of a big part of Yosemite National Park. The smoke is so thick. You can't see some of the huge landmarks right now.
1: Yeah, they're heaving people out of the campgrounds. Noon today, right? Yes, Ugh. that's
3: it. That's yeah, the what cutoff. A
1: drag. They, I heard some interviews with folks who
3: come from Europe and across oh, the globe to come right. to, to beautiful Yosemite. Yep. And now everybody out by noon. Well, it turns out these days, my friends, kids want to spend a lot less time outside than they used to. A poll of 2,000 parents with kids ages 6 to 16 <laughs> finds more than 40% have to force their children to leave the house and spend time outdoors. Is there
0: any possibility that there's something that's going on in the brains or bodies of human beings that makes them less likely to want to go outside, or is it purely a cultural thing?
1: Necessity is the mother of invention, and boredom is is the mother of going out and exploring the world, to me. You know, I played baseball all day long as a kid, partly because I loved to play baseball, but partly because there was nothing else to do. I had no great entertainment in my home. There was none.
0: That's true. But The the most entertaining thing could possibly happen is I would thumb through the JCPenney catalog again, right? looking at toys I was never going to (laughs) get. Some of the cute girls in the swimsuit section. But that is only entertaining for so long. Right. Furthermore, as I've said before, I lived next to a giant park for years. Right. Really nice, well-kept, beautiful grass park. I never saw kids playing in that park one time oh, in boy. years other than organized you know, on a Saturday soccer games where the parents drive there and you set yeah. up the sunshade. But I never saw two kids out there tossing a football around or a Frisbee ever. Not one That's time. That's crazy. Crazy.
3: And in that study, they found that 20% of the parents say they've never taken their child camping. And half say their kid has never built a den or a fort or even climbed a tree.
0: Well, that's unfortunate. My kids have done a lot of forts and tree climbing outside. But... I'll
1: build a fort right now. But they definitely, Speaking of which eight surprisingly common uh, ways to die, including uh, falling out of a tree. We'll have those statistics for you. But
0: my kids and their yep. friends are definitely less likely to be outside than than, than I was.
3: Come on in, China.
1: We're what all staring at our screens. We won't even notice you imposing your godless communism on us.
3: <laughs> One last note. Turns out Roseanne's gonna be doing her first televised interview this week since getting fired by ABC over an alleged racist tweet.
0: Who's she talking to?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she sounded crazy the other day, so Sean Hannity. She is,
3: she is talking oh my to God, Sean God. Hannity oh. perfect. tomorrow That's night. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so. Roseanne will be laying it all bare. I'm sure. Where's that? I t- thought the bitch was white. Why <laughs> That's your. What news. a beautiful
1: singing voice you must <laughs> okay, have. Okay,
0: so we wondered why she would post that on her own website. That was publicity for the Hannity interview, then, right? That was the build-up. Interest for the Hannity interview? Is I that don't what she's think doing? so. No, I think he. I yeah. think the booking happened yeah. after she's. Yeah. Oh, she's. So she's, she's speaking sh- now. She's right. just right. crazy. Yeah. Is Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. Okay. Like I think it clinically. So she is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, yeah, 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 that's true. They are literally going to poke her with a stick before they bring <laughs> her out <laughs> on stage, <laughs> rile her up. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong a Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So this is a complicated one for me.
0: I I understand where Trump's going on trying to force all these other countries to to be more fair on the whole trade thing. It's going to punish some sectors of the, uh, the American economy, though. And it's not their fault. These trade situations have happened over the years. For how long and to what end? Bailing out the farmers. Do we all pool our tax money together to help them out for a bigger win? Or is that socialism? We're going to talk to David Drucker about this coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trade
0: wars are stupid. We want more trade in the world, and right now we're we're drifting into this trade war in ways that are gonna have lots of negative consequences for American consumers and for American producers. That's Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska, where he got a lot of farmers in the He's current sassy. the current trade wars we got going on, if it is a trade war.
1: Trade hurt, not aid, Jack. Gonna hurt farmers. Commerce, if, not communism, sir. If he was a markups, s- not Marxism.
0: Hmm. If he was a senator in a different state with a different constituency, would he feel the same way since this could ultimately end up in a win for everyone, in theory? In theory, right. David Drucker, Washington Examiner's senior
1: political correspondent, joins us to talk about the somewhat complex politics of the issue. Hello, David. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: We're recording this conversation, and we'll release it if we have to.
1: (laughs) <laughs> great
4: I don't know what to say I didn't know I was that important so I'm, I'm excited. ethics
1: smethics so uh, yeah talk to us about some of the the grumbling in front of the cameras and, and perhaps agreement behind the scene that you're hearing about on Capitol Hill
4: well look I mean you're, with Republicans on the hill you're mostly dealing with two issues one philosophically they believe that the, the the market trading system that we have set up globally with other countries is a benefit to the US economy is a benefit to American jobs, and is a benefit to consumers, meaning when you go to the store, things don't cost as much as they might otherwise. The president has long had a different view of this. If there are two issues where he actually has views and they're consistent, it's it's immigration and trade. And he has believed since the 80s that the U.S. is being fleeced by everybody and that if he threatens tariffs and goes to the mat, that other countries will eventually um, relax, trade barriers and grant the U.S. more favorable trading terms. I'd also note that he kind of looks at this a little bit differently than a lot of Republicans and Democrats. And then I think, you know, for, for the traditional post-World War II politicians in Washington, the goal was to set up a sort of global uh, trading system where everybody was able to benefit and that some countries needed more benefits than others at times so that they could create stable societies, that stable democratic societies or stable quasi-democratic societies were less likely to go to war with each other, a more stable and peaceful world. And that just benefits everybody, especially with the U.S. generally calling most of the shots most of the time. The president looks at this more like a zero-sum game. He views trade deficits as a case where, other countries are ending up with money that belongs to americans and if you talk to trade experts they're very different views on this where you know you talk to some people that are that are classical free traders and they'll explain to you that in their view a trade deficit just means we're buying a lot of stuff and other countries aren't buying as much stuff than us and it shows how economically vibrant we are and by the way why don't we want to manufacture everything we should be manufacturing the things that are the most advanced that make us the most productive so You you deal with that clash, and now you put into the mix some local election politics because we're headed to an election. It's it's 100 days away on Sunday, and some very strong Republican states have strong agriculture industries and, in fact, have industries um, and businesses that rely on a whole host of global trade, and they're starting to take it in the shorts, and they're starting to get really uncomfortable, which is why the president yesterday pitched a $12 billion bailout to keep the farming community afloat, while he, you know, gets to a, a place where he believes that the U.S. is then going to be on a better overall economic playing field, and finally, I'd say, and the president has said this in the past few days, he sort of shifted from a trade wars are easy, there's no way we don't win, to there's no better time. Than to take the shots now because the economy is so vibrant after the hmm. tax bill that we can afford to absorb the pain. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm doing this now.
0: Easy for you to say, I would say if I'm a farmer somewhere. Um, uh, but I, I understand the big picture thing, you know. And Republicans don't usually like the word bailout. So how's is, how's is this playing?
4: Well, not that well. Except you know they don't like the term bailout. I mean, there are still aftershocks of TARP which was the financial industry's bailout in 08 to, to you know, stave off what you know, people thought then might be a collapse of the worldwide financial system. There was the automobile industry bailout, which a lot of people didn't like, at least on the right. Uh, but you know, Republicans, first of all, they don't want to be too critical of Trump. Second of all, some of them realize, and they told me this, they're in states where their voters you know, could end up out of a job, losing their farms, um, out of business. Not just, you know, eventually, but before the end of the calendar year. Wow. (laughs) And if this is is the only thing that will keep that from happening, they're grudgingly willing to take it. And, And this does not need congressional approval, as far as I understand. As far as I understand, this aid from the Agriculture Department is existing money that the executive branch can use as it sees fit. And this is how it's going to be used.
1: David Drucker, Washington Examiner's senior political correspondent, is on the line. David, as you know, when it comes to Trump, uh, I look at Trump as a buffet. I walk down the buffet. There are some things I think are fabulous and delicious, and I want to fill my plate with them. There's other stuff I find very objectionable. You take Trump a la carte. I do, indeed. And, and the whole this aspect of it, I get what he's driving at. My only question is, will it work? Uh, You know, it's can we suffer the pain long enough right to reach these bilateral trade agreements, none of which have been fashioned quite yet. And I've got to admit, I'm somewhat convinced by the argument that the TPP, for instance, since China is clearly our biggest problem trade wise, it's not Canada, it's not the EU, it's China, um, that the TPP was a pretty good mechanism for squeezing China. It was everybody but China getting together with free trade and 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 wielding our might simultaneously, and maybe it wasn't such a great idea to get out of it. How popular is that view?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think look, one of the biggest, excuse me, guys, it's not a very popular view. Uh, President Trump campaigned on, on pulling out of TPP, but Hillary Clinton was forced to agree to pull out after Bernie Sanders, you know, made her scared her in the Democratic primary in 2016. Um, I hate to be in a sell or elitist who knows more than than everybody else in the rest of the country, but I think that was one of the biggest errors that the American public has made in a long time. I mean, these decisions by Trump and, and Clinton weren't made in a vacuum. The American people on the right and the left opposed TPP, and in fact, it has hurt our position in the Pacific. In the Asia-Pacific, it's damaged our ability to corner China and squeeze China on issues that matter to us. The president happens to favor bilateral trade agreements versus multilateral trade agreements. I also think that that forfeits a lot of American influence around the world. And I don't think Americans uh, appreciate the peace dividend from the U.S. running the show because power is a vacuum. And if we become a nation that looks more inward and simply negotiates one-on-one – and are not running the bilateral bilateral organizations, the multilateral organizations, um, or are or party to multilateral agreements where they make sense for the United States, we will forfeit um, power and influence. And China and, 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 secondarily, Russia are likely to be the beneficiaries of that.
0: One interesting thing you said uh, that hadn't occurred to me, uh, I was watching an old letterman the other night from nineteen eighty-seven when a forty-something uh, Donald Trump was on there. And um and he started talking about trade and how unfairly we're treated. It's one of the few things he actually has a position on that he's thought about his whole adult life. So many of these other issues he clearly had never thought about at all. I mean, you know, you notice that during the campaign. But this is when it means something to him, and he's probably gonna stick with it.
4: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. I mean, he's very transactional when it comes to social issues like abortion and and things of that nature, and he's made an agreement with evangelicals to deliver on certain positions. I don't think he cares one way or the other. I I don't think he cares really one way or the other on the Second Amendment, but he understands how important it is to the conservative base, so he's delivering on that. But trade is something that he has believed. And look, he was a major critic of the Reagan presidency and the Reagan economic model. And he's been a critic of internet, of U.S. internationalism ever since. I hate the word globalism, as though any uh, politician in Washington, whether you like them or not, regardless of party, gets up in the morning and says, how can I screw over America and help China's economy? Right. It's not right. how they work. You know, they all do what they think is best for the most part. And you get labeled a globalist as though you're not doing it because you think it's in the best interest of the American economy. I mean, look, the interesting thing on trade for Republicans. In,
1: in 15 seconds, like, David, if you can.
4: Uh, I'm never going to do it in 15 seconds. The tape is going to cut off just like Cohen. So let's just do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So do we pay with cash or, or what, David? Check. How about a check? Can I get a soda?
4: Uh, I, I take them. I I prefer American Express. David <laughs> American Drucker, Express. Washington Examiner,
1: senior political correspondent. David, thanks a million. It's always great to get your point of view. Thanks. Anytime, guys. Hey, it's probably also worth uh, mentioning China is a communist dictatorship. They don't have voters to answer to. They can play the long, 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 long game and bail out whomever they want to bail out for a very long time. That does um, make it tough. We're picking a fight, to, and, and, and maybe it's a good fight, but it's going to be a tough one.
0: Somebody texted Trump has soda tourette. Soda! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.